0: Hi everybody, welcome to the second ever Tom Williams podcast. Today is an exciting one. Um, As I said last week, this podcast is going to be half expanding on the cast of amazing people that made the new album, uh, What It Is, Uh, but I also want to shed light on the other major part of my life, which is teaching. I teach guitar and songwriting and this week i interview an amazing songwriter from eastbourne called mimi helia and i get a chance to chat to mimi about her life and career so far and also what she plans on doing with her music later on she also performs an amazing song at the end of the chat and it was really nice doing this because often um, i've taught mimi for about four years and often the lessons are kind of directly workshopping. Um, something she's written or writing something from scratch Um, but it was really nice to actually talk to her about her musical influences a bit more in depth and work out where she's coming from musically Um, but she's a serious talent and I'm sure you'll absolutely love this oh and one more thing it would be remiss of me to not do housekeeping what's happening in uh, music world at the moment we're off on tour in a couple of weeks Hastings is now sold out but there are still tickets left for come on brain Um, Guildford, The Boiler Room, Southampton, Joiners, Huddersfield, The Parish, Stockton, Georgian Theatre and St Albans, The Horn and we're also out again in April so if you want to see where we're playing live just head to the website tomwilliamsmusic.net. The album's out late March so you can pre-order that now also there and what else? Early Morning Rain's on the radio, Happy Days, I think that's it. Let's get into this chat with the brilliant Mimi Helia. I've taught you for three or four years, four years by the time you leave.
1: Yeah, maybe three and a half.
0: You're in upper sixth now. Mm. Head girl. (laughs) Yeah. What did you do? When did you, when did you start playing guitar? How old were you when you started playing music?
1: Um, so I, I probably started playing guitar pretty much the same time I started having lessons with you. Um, really? My dad had been trying to teach me guitar since I was really, really young, and I just could not do it. And then I had lessons in like, when I was like 12, 13, maybe, and they were fine but it was very much you turned up you said I want to learn to play this song you learned to play that song and so you only learned the chords that were in that but I never learned about music as in like writing it yourself or using chords to make your own song I definitely like that.
0: remember you turning up like fully formed you I turned
1: def- I turned up with a song but if you listen back to it the chords and that are just awful like, I'm up, I'm like it's on capo three but I'm up in like fret 12 or something. so how old silly. were
0: you how old would you have been when you wrote your first song
1: um, my first proper song, I was 15. But I wrote, like, little ones, like, when I was younger.
0: And you came to Eastbourne when at 15? Yeah. Okay. And did you know there was a songwriting workshop or anything at the school?
1: I had no idea. I knew that I had um, some girls in the upper sixth when I joined who were really good singers. And I knew that they did some kind of singing thing. But I didn't know there was a songwriting workshop. And then my dad bought me a guitar to keep at boarding school to try and encourage me to still do more music. Mm-hmm. And... I think I had an argument with someone, and so I sat in my room for two days and just wrote this song to try and get all the feelings out. Can you remember um, what it was called? Yeah, Precious Time. All my friends still talk about it because they love it, but it's just—it's just an awful song.
0: So what? So your dad was obviously, he and you—you you still record with your dad a lot. Yeah. Is your—is your dad massively into music?
1: He's massively into music. Yeah, he's been in bands pretty much his whole life. Um, he was in a band called nemesis and then one called the jondos and now at the moment he's in one called sons of the desert which is a ska band which is awesome
0: nemesis sounds like a death metal oh
1: yeah it was full on really i think they were meant to tour the uk but then my mom got pregnant with my sister and so he couldn't go on the tour oh my god um or something something along those lines um but yeah he's always been super into music
0: so what was the first music you remember hearing
1: the police definitely really or like Oh, I can't remember what it's called, it's like shiny, shiny, bad times behind me, shiny, <laughs> shiny, la <sha-la-la-la." laughs> That
0: what was my that mouth. Song is. And what about the first first music you remember buying? Is it too embarrassing? Have you ever bought music?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's definitely. Oh <laughs> my first my first yeah. album. It was a Natasha Bedingfield album. I can't remember, I can't remember what it was called, I just remember having it, and I was obsessed, and we played it in was the car Was that the I Love You, morning. I Love You, I Love You song? Yes, these words, yeah. that's what it was called, and there's another one on there as well, Unwritten, is that, is yeah. that what I Future yeah. is Unwritten. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they were quite good songs though.
1: Yeah, so she was like, my childhood thing, and then it kind of went on to all the awful cheesy pop stuff. Right. like JLS and things like that which I don't think I really bought myself I think they were more like Christmas presents that people just give you
0: so I can't, I can't quite died. work out how, how old you are in terms of like music technology would you did you have an iPod or did you, you never had a Discman
1: no. I had I had an iPod. I had one of those little I think it's an iPod Nano. nano right. Yeah. I had a green one and it was my pride and joy. But I also had one of those massive, bulky, like only came in black or white, literally waves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the really old ones.
0: It's not that old, maybe. Okay,
1: it feels well it feels old. Like where to yes. where technology's come, it's yeah. old.
0: And did you ever get an iPod full of dad's or mum's music that yeah. you kind of
1: that was my classic. Um, and there was like audio books and things. I remember actually I was on holiday and I fell asleep listening to a black beauty audiobook And then my sister decided to put my iPod on shuffle and we found um, Kraftwerk, the German, is it a German band? Yeah, yeah band. and like yeah. music nonstop and things like that.
0: Wow. What's your mum into?
1: Mum loves 80s. She loves 80s. She loves... Bruce Springsteen she oh, loves Madonna like the old Madonna classics yeah um,
0: have you ever listened to much Springsteen
1: uh, only from when mum sings it on the karaoke
0: so is that just like Dancing in the Dark yeah Dancing in, in the Born in the dark. USA
1: uh, or yeah. Dancing in
0: the Dark is probably the main Dancing one Dancing
1: in the Dark is yeah definitely the main one
0: amazing what do you love now
1: um Hosier.
0: is he you've always talked about Hosea
1: I just think because everyone recognises him from singing. Um, Take me to church. Take me to church, yeah. But when you actually listen to the rest of the album, it's completely different, mm. and it's like it's just so gorgeous. And they each song has its own story, and it all like some of it's biblical. And I just think it's, I just think there's so much depth to it that people wouldn't list, like understand if you were just listening to it on an everyday basis.
0: It's weird because he's so massive. Mm. I think he, he set records for playing the most gigs in a year or something on that Take Me To Church mm. thing. But actually, no one sounds like him. And even on his new EP, there's this whole choral element and this epic element yeah. to his stuff. But weirdly, the song that everybody, I've taught so much at this school is Cherry Wine. Oh, yeah. And it's a bonus track on the album. And the audio, if you listen to it on Spotify, the audio is just... They've taken it from a live video yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, it's live. It's
1: not even like a, a proper recorded piece. Wow. I, I almost think that's like prettier. Like yeah. it just makes it even more genuine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that whole album is just gorgeous. And the new EP. I haven't listened to it enough, but like even that, it's just, it's just great. It's yeah. just
0: great. <laughs> his vocal melodies are amazing as well. Yeah. But can you hear his influence in your stuff? Do you ever write something and you think, oh, I've just ripped off Hosea?
1: Um not not very often. There was one song I wrote called Numb, which was really long and kind of about like it had some biblical references in okay. it and things. That that was very Hosier inspired, but yeah, not not so much like more recent stuff.
0: And what have people said you sound like? Can you think of any whenever someone comes up to you?
1: Some it's always different. It depends on the song like um I sent a song to a friend and they were like oh this sounds like Billie Eilish and I was like oh yes I would love to sound (laughs) like Billie Eilish Um, but there's never any specific person that people say I sound like there's been like a few little comments a bit like oh that sounds like this person that sounds like that person but never anyone that's like you sound just like so and so and there's no
0: one that everyone always says that you desperately don't want to sound like
1: no oh that's good
0: that's good and in terms of gigging what do you think has been your favourite gig that you've ever done?
1: I think live lounge 2017 2018
0: Yeah, so that's the concert that we do at school. Um I can't think if I've mentioned this yet. But this that's the concert we do at school where there's a staff house band. Yeah. So everyone in the songwriting workshop gets to suddenly front like a big band and you do an original and a cover.
1: Yeah.
0: And last year didn't you did the I chain?
1: Did, I did, yeah, I did the chain as my cover. Actually quite cheekily because I'd written a song with Adam I got to do three songs so I did my song yeah. um, my song with Adam yeah. and then also The Chain which finished the whole show but you know and The was- Chain
0: was so successful that they, had an, they played it at an open day to parents, they played it as everyone sat down, and they also played it at um, some kind of teacher training day. Oh gosh! And loads of teachers were going up to, is it Mr Taylor Hall? Yeah. And saying, oh, what's this? This is good. And she was oh like, gosh. oh, it's
1: Mimi. Yeah, I've one of my <laughs> one of the teachers who's a tutor in my boarding house came up to me and was like, oh, we have a little fan club for your song Red Jumper, and I was like, that's so strange.
0: Is Red Jumper on your Spotify? Yes. Cool okay I think. and because school concerts are such an overwhelmingly positive experience mm. tell me about your worst ever concert experience because I oh. I think it was your first ever concert at the school
1: it was It uh, well apart from I think I'd done house concert yeah. which was the first time I'd ever performed anything at the yeah. school um, but then I tried um what was it battle of the bands yeah and but there weren't many
0: bands in the school so i was trying to encourage songwriters to go and do it in groups of two or three or even one
1: yeah so i got i got really scared and forced someone else to play the guitar for me because i was like i'm not gonna be able to play the guitar in front of all these people yeah so i decided to do love yourself by justin bieber classic and i got my friend to play the guitar for it yeah and I told myself I'd be fine. I wouldn't need the lyrics. And I'd just try and make it look like a really good yeah. performance. You can't go up
0: with lyrics. He looks like an amateur. Oh, yeah.
1: And <laughs> I should have gone up with lyrics. Right. Because I forgot the words. So how and
0: many, so how, so how many lines did you get in? I think I was there.
1: I think. I don't know I think Maybe it was a like couple of lines first. it was literally not very far the and into then you the missed a
0: line and then what What did you do
1: my mind just <laughs> blanked because the whole song is quite repetitive yeah and all the lines kind of sound a bit the same like it's a it's a nice song to sing yeah but some like if you're nervous it just it literally just left my mind and I just looked at the audience and was like everyone sing along but they did
0: sing a (laughs) lot
1: they did
0: (laughs) luckily you were fairly sort of liked otherwise you could imagine that you could absolutely have
1: I hope I was liked I was well known after that.
0: (laughs) yeah I think it was the bit because the my mama don't like you is the bridgey bit isn't it yeah it was definitely in that bit I think, yeah, those kind of school experiences can scar you. Yeah, it really But I think did. the thing to do is just to do another concert as quickly as possible. There was another girl, Liv, who, at the, Eastbourne, who's also an amazing songwriter, and she had a similar thing. Yeah. And she... I was off in the wings and every time she'd stop playing I got up to try and start a round of applause and she kept t- restarting and then the best bit Liv will hate me saying this, but the best bit at one point she just rested her head on the microphone oh and because yeah. there was a reverb on the microphone it just was like <laughs> oh. and then she, she sat in the front row for the rest of the half and was fine and then as soon as half time came it was just tears Yeah. sorry Liv but in the holidays you do lots of stuff as well yeah the kind of gigs that most people do
1: no well because obviously living in guernsey it's not exactly like you can just pop around the corner to a festival or something like that That doesn't really happen um most of the music that you hear is in hotels and restaurants or the hotels and restaurants have events on Mm -hmm. where they'll play like the local guernsey bands um so I got myself a kind of summer job singing in the kind of like dining area of a restaurant this summer people, and last summer as well. people eating too. dinner
0: or people eating sort of just milling around in the afternoon?
1: Or um, A bit of both. It was in the evening. Um, wow. So last year I did it on Sundays as well, Sunday lunches. So everyone would be like outside enjoying the sun and that was really nice. But this year like it didn't all our dates didn't match up so I just ended up doing Wednesday evenings for two hours just straight playing music Um, how many hours two hours
0: oh my gosh so how many songs is that about 40
1: it's a lot but like I didn't really notice it went by really fast or an hour and a half would go by quite fast Yeah. I could always time it because I have four books like four songwriting books Mm -hmm. and so I could time it by knowing how far through my books I am and things like that um, and
0: what are the live favourites what are the songs that you play always gets a reaction
1: well most of them are originals so not lo- lots of them don't get reactions because people don't, don't realise that they're originals no. but I always do um, Crowded House Don't Dream It's Over and everyone oh. loves it like all, all the oldies they're like crying
0: <laughs> and who would have that been through your mum or your dad that got into Crowded House
1: um, I'm not really sure I think it was probably just one of those ones that was on yeah. um,
0: what a song.
1: Yeah. And I think Miley Cyrus did a cover of it with, for like a Backyard Session and that probably made me pick it up. And want she to sing did Jolene it as
0: well, didn't yeah. she? Yeah,
1: She's done some really good songs in those like, I can't remember what they're called. I
0: think they are called Backyard Sessions. Yeah. Um, you did an amazing thing last year, which I can't fathom how terrifying it must have been but you entered the voice
1: oh god yeah
0: so t- what was the process You did you see an advert online well, no
1: or? basically I have a friend who always 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 wanted me to go on X Factor and they would send me like the sign up sheets and things and the link to it and I'd always be like I'm not going on X Factor <laughs> it's not what I want to do and I said if I was going to sign up to anything it would probably be the voice because it just seems like more the, the, yeah a bit yeah. more musicy um, and he was like, Okay, if you sign up for the voice, whether you get on in or not, I won't I won't bother you about X Factor again. And I was like, Okay, fine. Thinking like nothing's gonna happen.
0: Yeah.
1: So I signed up, completely what do you have forgot to do? I signed do up. Do you have to
0: send something in? I
1: I I literally do not remember. I think you have to send a video of you singing something. Wow. But I can't remember because I don't know what I would have sent. Like I don't have that many videos. A cappella
0: or, or with a guitar or
1: I have no idea. I really don't know.
0: So what the next thing you find, next thing you get an email? So yeah,
1: I literally forgot I even applied. And then I got an email saying, oh, here's your audition date. Come to this place at this time on this day. And I kind of, I didn't know how to react. I just come out of a lesson and I was like, oh my God, I forgot I did this. And now I've like got through. And obviously you always think so many people apply to these kinds of things. You're like, Mm. oh, even if I was any good, they probably wouldn't see it. Um, so I went to the audition and I prepared a a, a bit before and basically at this like stage in the audition I guess it's step two because you've already done the first bit to get the audition Mm um then there's two auditions at this place mine was at the Mayfair hotel in London so that was already a bit like lush um and a bit daunting.
0: And you walk into the building and there's hundreds of people.
1: Yeah, they send you like upstairs and there's a queue. And you go to the queue and they like sign you in. They give you a big sticker with your name and your number on it. And then you go to this big waiting room, which was the scariest thing in my life because I just went in, sat down on a chair and drank some water.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, everyone else was like in the corners, like strumming their guitar, singing really loudly, all overpowering each other. And occasionally someone would walk in and be like, this person, this person, this person, come. And then you'd all go in groups. I think there was 10 people in my group, possibly. Um, But already I felt really out of place because everyone was just like singing mad and i was kind of were they all kind of
0: sort of alpha singing characters were they all like were they all trying to be beyonce or all trying to be justin timberlake Um,
1: to be fair not all of them but it did there did seem to be a kind of like they'd all created themselves as an artist already all kind of copied others i remember there was someone there who looked a lot like an elvis impersonator what like he had the whole crazy suit on and things. how old though? oh like not old old but like 50s maybe man I just thought it
0: would all be teenage kids
1: no I mean there are a lot of teenagers but all the teenagers looked re- like really creative people like like you didn't even have to speak to them to think that they were like artistic because
0: there's always that thing isn't there with these programs that they're half creating trying to find someone good and they're half trying to just destroy people on camera
1: yeah so you go into a room and they speak to you they do a vocal warm-up with you because there's a vocal coach as well as one of the producers um and then you all go up individually and they just call out your names at random and you have to sing 60 seconds of a cover of a song a cappella, and they'll tell you if you run over time and things and you're allowed to like find your key because i had a thing with my note on my phone Oh wow! and everyone was like that's so clever why didn't I do that and I was like oh, I just didn't want to sing oh. too high or anything
2: yeah.
1: um, and I was really nervous and like you've got all the people that you're competing with at this point around yeah. you so and there's 10 minutes of really
0: of just listening to everybody do their one minute
1: yeah um, and then you all have to leave the room and obviously at this point everyone's like I haven't got it or they're like yeah I've definitely got it like, that was really good you go back in the room they gave us this little pep talk about even if you don't get in don't worry about it um, you should still carry on the person who won last year auditioned once and didn't get through and then auditioned again and then won so it's not a like, it doesn't. it's not a show of you as a person or yeah. an artist we all came back in the room and
0: they don't mean that though do they
1: no <laughs> um, we all came back in the room and none of us got through none of those ten people got through Wow. Yeah.
0: What time of the day did you audition? Do you think they just filled the places already?
1: Possibly. I also think Is I was it... in a, quite an unfortunate bracket of kind of teenage girl, but with a guitar. It's oh, you kind think of they ways. have kind of a
0: tokenistic approach? You think they want, we want 30% guitar strummers, 30%...
1: Well, I think Bruno they, Mars
0: characters and then 10% weirdo old guy Elvis impersonated people
1: because obviously you have to remember that it's a TV program and they need it to be entertaining as well as just yeah. to be a talent competition and so they have to fill some kind of quota even though I don't know what that is they can't have too many of the same type of person because no. if the whole thing is just teenage girls playing guitar it's not fun to watch um, it's cynical so cynical
0: Mimi it might be fun to watch if they're all brilliant
1: <laughs> yeah but I mean like from their point of view yeah. there's obviously more than just no they're rubbish don't let them in yeah they're great let them in because like some you you end up watching the show and some people on it yeah. aren't that great
0: did you watch any of that series?
1: I don't think it's been aired yet actually I think it's being aired soon really? yeah I think it'll be the one that's on this Christmas I time. wonder
0: whether you watch it and you think
1: I recognise that person No,
0: or also whether you think oh that's that's the version of me you know what I mean oh, yeah, same maybe. age plays guitar because the voice is meant to be more musicy but I don't think anyone plays their own song
1: I I think some people have but it's like maybe later lot, as like a challenger yeah, in the house exactly. or something Um, But yeah, it was an interesting experience, definitely.
0: All right. We're we're chatting to you, I'm chatting to you, obviously, because you're an amazing songwriter. Mm. We need to talk about songwriting. How often do you write? (laughs) It's like a teacher. How often do you
1: write? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I try and write roughly three or four times a week. But obviously, year 13, A-levels, kind of have to put it to one side. No, I know. (laughs) No,
0: No, it is important. Um, Um, And what's your process normally? Is there a time or a place? Is it normally like late at night, everyone's winding down, yeah. everyone's not hanging around in each other's rooms anymore, you actually have a chance to sort of...
1: Well, I mean, it varies depending on mood and like what's happened in the day and things, but often it ends up being the last thing I do in the day just because it's a nice thing to wind down to. And I know I've got everything done, so I'm mm. allowed to do it. Whereas if I like try and stress write and I've got other things I need to do, I just can't write a good song.
0: And you're a boarder. Yeah. So do you ever get sort of like like shut up
1: I usually I usually because I'm like my room is in between my two best friends rooms and so I'll go and check and be like do you guys mind if I play the guitar and they're like no it's fine and the next
0: morning they're like I really like that bridge
1: (laughs) yeah I'm like ooh you're listening yeah Um, no but sometimes when I start playing they'll come in and like sit at my door and be like can I just listen and do you um, find you
0: write more at school than you do in the holidays?
1: Definitely. Just because I like writing on my own when there's no one around and it's kind of quiet and peaceful and at home it's just never quiet and peaceful.
0: Also, I, th- I find it far more... I'm, I'm also more creative if I'm trying to fit it in around other things. Yeah. If I'm driving somewhere really fast... No, that's wrong. I'm, I never drive fast, but if I'm <laughs> driving somewhere in a rush, yeah. I'm far more likely to like be shouting at Siri, trying to leave myself a reminder or something.
1: Yeah, and I find as well if you try to do something when you're busy, you're more likely to get it done. Yeah, and when you're tired, you can sometimes be a bit more creative. Whereas at home, I'm always like well rested and I'm like oh, I'm everything's good right now. I don't have much to write about.
0: Yeah, when um, I'm when I first met Ant, who's the guitar player in my band, and we've played. And written together for about 12 years. Mm. He's a farmer. And we, we met at a venue and we agreed to write some songs together. And I went around to his house and he had an answer machine. And he pressed the button and it, and it went beep. And he went, hello Ant, it's Ant. <laughs> and then he went, you could just hear on the answer oh machine going... Do, 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 <laughs> and he, the only way of like him reminding himself of a song idea was to send himself voice messages.
1: That's funny. So Ant was like,
0: next message was like hello Ant it's Ant again <laughs> <laughs> and it just went on and on um, so in six months time you will have left school yeah. what do you want to do after school
1: I want to do something with music. I don't know what exactly, whether it's like Have you looked into any courses? Yeah. Um, all my choices for unis are at like, music colleges or places that have a good music course. Um, my top choice, I think, at the moment is doing a creative artistry two-year degree at ACM. Mm-hmm. Um, and what
0: does that involve?
1: So... It's like songwriting as well as developing yourself as an artist, learning how to manage yourself, learning how to produce and record and things like that. That's important. Yeah, which I think being the whole package is more important nowadays than just being a good singer.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think also like you can
0: do everything on your own, but on your your own, you can record it, you can package it up, you can get it on Spotify. I think a lot of the time when managers and labels are looking for people... To take on. They you need to have done so much already. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to have to drag someone through, you know, doing mm. everything. That's good. And what about recording? Have you because you've we should also say that at Eastbourne, the song the the school you're at, this songwriting workshop is kind of a big part of school life. Yeah. We have two concerts a year. One is like solo performer sitting on a stool yeah. in a beam of light and then the other concert is this concert called Live Lounge where there's a staff band Yeah. Um, but and we also do a songwriting CD so if anybody Googles or types into Spotify, Eastbourne College songwriting workshop, you'll find there's about three or four albums on there but you've only ever recorded sort of one song a year
2: Yeah.
0: so have you got, is, what would you like to do? Do, do you want to do in the future, would you like to do a single, or would you like to do an album, or a double album, or um, an EP,
1: or? I I'm hoping to do an EP soon, mm-hmm. so that in the future I kind of know a bet I have a better idea of what I'm going to do, and then eventually come out with an album of some some kind. EPs maybe nice also because it's only
0: four or five songs. Yeah, well, You can exactly. even do two or three songs.
1: Um, and I might do a few EPs before I do a full album, so I can kind of get to grips with my sound and things first before yeah. I decide to put a whole album out there. Um, but I definitely want to record more. I want I want to get to a stage where I can just come home and spend like a week recording something yeah, and have, do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And have a few like good tracks that I can use in some way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah.
0: Recently, there's been two or three songs that you've been playing in lessons that feel like they have their own atmosphere and could yeah. be part of um, a group. And you're going to play a song now. Yeah. Is that one? Is it one of those songs?
1: It is. Yeah. Okay, so
0: tell us a bit about this song and when you wrote it.
1: So this song is called Love Sick, and I wrote it probably about two weeks ago, a week mm-hmm. and a half ago. Um, do you know
0: when it's a good one? Immediately, it is a good not, one.
1: Not not immediately, um, but there are some that I I know when I like it because when I pick up my guitar, instead of writing something new, I'll go and play that over and over mm. and over again. And if I enjoy playing something that much, usually it has something good about it that other people enjoy listening to. Um, I also think occasionally you'll write a song that's really good for your voice and your character yeah. that just kind of fits you. Mm. And often it's not a song. Like a song can be good depending on who sings it as well as just being good on its own. Yeah. Um,
0: and did the title come first with this one or did you kind of write yourself into the title?
1: I wrote myself into it. Um, I started writing the verses first. Usually, it's weird, because usually I write a chorus first without it meaning to be a chorus. And then it turns into a chorus, and I kind of fit the rest of the song around it. But this time, it just started from the beginning, and then I wrote the little home bit in the middle, um, thinking that was going to be a chorus. And then I was like, no, it needs to go bigger than that.
0: And that ends up being your bridge. Anyway, people were here. Uh, How can people find you on the internet?
1: So I have a Spotify, if you search Mimi Hellier. H-E-L-Y-A-R
0: Did you say Hellia? Yeah, Hellia. Not Hellia. No
1: Okay <laughs> Hellia.
0: <laughs> no, every day's a school day mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's Spotify And there's your Eastbourne College recordings on there And also the ones you've done at home with your dad Yeah Cool
1: um, I've also got an Instagram Which is Mimi underscore singing underscore Um Which just has a few. Like I keep, I try and keep it up to date, and I just do little like covers and bits of my own songs. Um, I have a YouTube, but it's not very up to date. But if you search Mimi Hellier on there, there's a few things there as well.
0: Cool, Mimi, thank you so much. First interview you've ever done.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: Fosh. Okay. So what's the song called?
2: Love Sick. Love, send me a smile so I can keep it in my pocket. You've been gone for quite a while. But I just can't stop thinking of it I want you It's been too long Love, keep me awake Because I'm barely even sleeping Close my eyes and see your face Still I hate that I am dreaming I want you home It's been too long And I hate to see you go But I can't stop you from leaving And you've still got time to grow Come and stop me feeling lovesick Stop me feeling lovesick Love, I'm upside down But somehow things are looking clearer And I thought you'd be back by now but then I'm an overthinker. I want you home. It's been too long. And I hate to see you go, but I
0: Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did recording it. Um, Mimi is obviously a super talent, so um, watch this space. Make sure you follow her on her socials and keep up to date whenever she releases more stuff. The stuff that she has on Spotify is amazing. You can hear the stuff that we recorded at school and also the stuff that she's recorded at home with her dad. Um, But there is plenty more exciting stuff to come from Mimi. Um, I'm sure. Oh, and quickly before we go, sorry, not very good at this housekeeping stuff. Um, If you haven't already, buy tickets to a show and pre-order the new album. Hooray! Okay, thanks everyone. Bye!